smartcast you're listening to a hindustan times production brought to you by hd smartcast you in bhagi khadi mahilaon ko darte ho kya mahilaon se kya darte ho mahilaon se isme bithaoge mujhe ye hai legal status tumhara samjhe मत समझो कि मैं नहीं समझती अभी तो अरेस्ट करो अरेस्ट करो अरेस्ट हम खुशी से जाएंगे तुम्हारे अगर कोई गलती कर जबरदस्ती घेर रहे हो धकेल रहे हो ना इसमें आप फिजिकल असोल्ट अटेम्प्ट टू किडनेप अटेम्प्ट टू मोलेस्ट अटेम्प्ट टू हार्म समझे समझती हूँ मैं सब कुछ छू के देखो मुझे जाके अपने अफसरों से और अपने मंत्रियों से जाके वॉलेट लाओ ऑर्डर लाओ समझे और महिलाओं को आगे मत करो महिला से बात करना सीखो Am I speaking with you in detention? Yes, I'm in. I'm in custody. Actually, technically, apparently. So, would you like to recall for our readers how I know that last night you left home uh, in an effort to get and meet the victims of Lakhimpur Kheri? What happened after that? Actually, I arrived in Lucknow last night when I heard that this has happened at Lakhimpur Kheri. I arrived in Lucknow with the intention of going the next morning. to the uh, to lakhimpur khiri and after my arrival at about 10:30 11 i thought i'll go from the place where i stay in lucknow to the congress office to just to chat with the press and and just you know uh, have a kind of a small pc kind of thing so as i was coming out of the house in my car there was a whole bunch of police people standing outside the gate they surrounded the car Two rows of women and a couple of rows of men, a male policeman, and they uh, said you cannot go forward. So after a little altercation with uh, the people I work with and the workers who were already standing outside the gate because they generally do, um, I got out and I asked them, uh, "Why are you stopping me from going? I am simply going to the Congress office to uh, talk to the media." So nobody seemed to have an answer to me. For me, I asked, "Where is the officer?" is there a ceo is there somebody in charge nobody came forward it was just these young uh, female policemen and lots of male policemen and i could see that the officers were standing behind but they were not coming forward to answer me so i said well you can't really stop me because there is no legal basis to stop me so i got out of the car and i started walking i walked for a bit in meantime somebody brought up a, a car and we sat in the car and we drove off so we drove when we were inte- we were intended to go to the congress office but when i saw that there, there is so much deployment and they are not even letting me move within lucknow from the house to the congress office i just decided on the spot that we would rather go straight to lakhimpur khiri instead of waiting till the morning um because it was obvious that they were not going to allow us to move so we went in this uh, car which belonged to some private person for a few kilometers thereafter we switched cars into congress party workers uh, car and drove towards lakhimpur khiri at about i think there were three toll gates at which they had parked trucks uh, sort of across the road so that we could not cross we managed to however still cross two toll gates and then thereafter we decided to take up the kacha path and go via the village road road rather than use the highway at some point uh, on those village roads the cars with the police and the security just 
seemed to fall away. They probably went in the wrong direction. We took another route. So then for the next three or four hours, it was just one car with five of us in it. And we eventually uh, ended up about 10 kilometers in Sitapur, 10 kilometers from the Lakhimpur uh, Kheri border. At which point, again, there were a lot of, because they had put checkpoints on absolutely every entry into the district. So uh, we were again surrounded by police people. Obviously, they saw me and uh, surrounded the car, took the key of our car um, and refused to let us move. So again, I got out. Again, uh, a cordon was made around me by about eight police women. And they were basically standing very close to me in a tight cordon so that I can't move. So I said, look, I'm going to move anyway because you're not giving me any reason, any valid reason for stopping me. So I tried to walk a little bit, but they were sort of pushing and shoving and there was a little bit of pushing and shoving. Uh, then they started beating my colleagues. They uh, punched one of my colleagues several times in the stomach and physically three of them lifted him up and tried to stuff him into a jeep, police jeep. They also pushed and shoved uh, Dipinder Huta and uh, manhandled him a lot. So uh, at which point I went and fought with them and, and said that, you know, you have absolutely no basis for what you're doing. So they had surrounded me because I was trying to stop them from hitting my colleagues. Obviously, there was a little bit of, you know, they, they sort of manhandled me quite a bit as well. And then I um, basically said to them, then they f tried to force me to get physically to get into their jeep. So I said, look, I stopped them. And I said, look, you don't, you're not giving me any legal basis for this. So one of them said that there's section 144, which was effectively a lie because it wasn't there in Sitapur at the time. And I was very much in Sitapur district, 15 kilometers or so away from the district in which it was there. Nevertheless, even if it was, we were only five people, which meant that, and I said to them, I said, I'll leave one of them, which means four of us can go. And in no way are we breaking the law because section 144 merely says that more than five people or four people cannot collect in a public place, which we were not doing anyway. So once they had, uh, they realized that this was not a valid reason, they started trying to shove me into the car. I then said to them that, look, without an order, without a warrant, what you are doing is effectively assault, attempt to kidnap me, because the minute you put me forcibly in your car and take me to an unknown location, that amounts to kidnapping, even if you are the police. And I gave them a few legal reasons why what they were doing was wrong, so they backed off. And uh, uh, one of their senior officers suddenly came forward and he said, well, in that case, we're arresting you. And I said, under which section? They said, section 151. So I said, what does that section mean? So he said, it's cognizance that a person is going to commit a crime. So it's a preventive arrest from stopping them from committing the crime. So I said, what is the crime I'm going to commit? And they had no answer. Nevertheless, they said I was under arrest. So then they put me in a jeep with uh, two female policemen, two male policemen, and they pushed Dipinder uh, and my other colleague off the jeep while it was moving. They didn't allow them to come in. And they took me on my own without any of my security personnel or my colleagues with me and brought me here to this uh, rest house where I have been since then. So that's the long, place long story. Uh, yes and that's the place where we witnessed these um, very unique images of you sweeping the floor yes i'm sweeping the floor because i like my room to be clean so so what's the plan now uh, ma'am well look the issue really isn't of my arrest 
absolutely no legal basis even now for detaining me in this rest house because even up to now I have not been given any formal order of my arrest or any reason why I should be detained. Nevertheless, I am here and I am in detention, but I don't intend to leave until I can meet the families. And then it's it's really up to them. Within 24 hours, they should they are not allowed to even detain me anymore. So they need to be giving me a formal order for my arrest. Ma'am, when they say, I know what you said about uh, the section 144 and you had less than five people, so why you feel that you shouldn't have been stopped. But when they say that, look, we allowed farm leaders like Tiket and others to go in, but we we don't, because it's a fragile situation, we didn't allow any political leaders, whether it's Akhilesh Yadav or Priyanka ji, to get in over there. Do you accept that? Well, I would have accepted it if they didn't say this. If they hadn't said the same thing when I wanted to go to Hathras, the same thing when I went to each and every house of the people who were killed during NRCCA, the same thing when I went to Sonbhadra when there were multiple murders committed in broad daylight by the land mafia and the police, they said exactly the same thing. In fact, they said exactly the same thing when I went to see in a residential colony of Lucknow. I simply went to see the family of Mr. Darapuri who at that time had been arrested and his mother was very, very unwell. I just went to pay a visit to the family without any political tamjam, without absolutely no... This is exactly the same excuse that he used, that I was going to uh, create more tension, etc. in those places. And I want to ask you, since eventually I ended up going to all the places that they stopped me from going to, can you name one of those places in which I made an inflammatory remark I uh, encouraged people to, um, you know, be violent with each other or I caused any civil unrest of any kind. Right. I didn't. Mm -hmm. So the thing that perhaps you need to understand from outside of UP is what's happening in UP. In UP, despite all those beautiful posters on the bus stands of Delhi proclaiming that the law and order situation in UP is one of the best in the country, actually there is a complete breakdown of democracy and a complete breakdown of the law and order situation. Right. It is functioning as a virtual dictatorship in which all the institutions that are meant to safeguard democracy are now engaged in safeguarding the propaganda and the machinery of the BJP government. Yes. And ma'am, do you think, however, that opposition has been successful in this case because of this kind of uh, protest by you all, that the police have not just registered an FIR, but they've also named the MOS's son and the other people in that FIR. So in a way, has it been successful? And they've also announced compensation for those who've been killed. Well, I will tell you what I have observed about the functioning of this government in such cases, as I named a few so many others, they usually take action when political pressure is put on them, which is why it is extremely important for all the political parties in the opposition to raise their voice and to create that political pressure. Otherwise, the last vestiges of justice, law and order in this state are also not going to remain if we all just keep quiet. So what I have observed is that they take action when they are pushed, but the action actually is taken in that moment and isn't actually complete. So, for example, they have arrested me. They have not served me with an FIR. They have not put out any order, but I'm under arrest. I'm in in a place where I cannot get out. I cannot uh, meet people from outside and I'm going to be detained here. Why have they not arrested a man who is accused of murdering 
farmers of running them over with his car. There are videos, there's all sorts of evidence, there's ground reports. They have filed an FIR against him, but they haven't arrested him yet. How come they didn't need that FIR to arrest the opposition leaders? And what moral authority does a government have to remain in power when a minister of that government openly threatens the public? You must have seen that speech in which this very minister, a few days before all this happened, threaten people that if you try to do anything, if you try to protest, if you try to raise your voice, you will see what happens to you. And then three or four days later, there is he's supposed, uh, uh, supposed to land there. They are uh, The farmers are protesting peacefully, by the way. They were peacefully protesting. When this man's son is supposedly, allegedly have, supposed to have landed up there and started creating a ruckus and all this happened. So what moral authority does that man have to remain a minister? And what moral authority does a chief minister have to remain in power? Yes. Ma'am, him saying that, you know, if because the farmers beat up the uh, car people, so if he was there, he would have definitely been beaten is evidence that he wasn't there. uh, The son of the minister wasn't there. Do you buy that? Well, look, I have no one to say what exactly happened over there except the reports I get from the ground. The ground reports that we are all getting, and this is not one political party, it's all, it's the journalists who were there, it's videos, they are all saying the same thing. They are saying that these farmers were protesting peacefully. They were almost done with their protest when suddenly this bunch of people arrived with the minister's son and all this took place. So I don't see, frankly, why I should take the word of the father of the accused rather than take the word of the people who were actually present there, including journalists. Ma'am, you said, I mean, if you are yeah. the father of a man who is accused of committing a crime, the likelihood is that you are going to defend him, right? Yeah. And, and please, I have noticed that the media has not put up this man's criminal history, the minister's criminal history. Please look into his criminal history. Please see what his antecedents are. And once you see that, please tell me whether he should be believed when he's trying to defend his own son. Ma'am, you said a very interesting thing. You said that this government, which is Yogi government, only responds to political pressure. I wanted to ask you because all of you and you were the first to get there, but there were other uh, people also who get there. Ma'am, are you planning a concerted effort like we've seen nationally? Uh, you know, the Congress party leading. Um, we've seen Sonia Gandhi have a meeting of opposition. Are you have you spoken to Akhilesh Yadav about a concerted planned agitation? years, I would like to ask you, when you have seen Mr. Akhilesh Yadav come out on the streets for any agitation, did you see him do, do so uh, in during the NRCCA? Did you see him do so uh, when the Hathras incident happened? Did you see him do so when the uh, Sonbhadra incident happened? And many of did you see him on the streets uh, representing the farmers? You did not. Did you see Mayavati ji? You did not. Did you see the Congress party? Yes, you did. In the last couple of years in UP, I would say, especially in the last one and a half years, including the period where there was Corona, the Congress party did the maximum work on the ground, the maximum protest, raised the maximum issues, and even did the maximum relief work during Corona. So we have been 
been working. We have been raising issues. We have been slowly and quietly also building our organization all this time. I have said this before in public. I am open to speaking to anybody. I am open because the objective is to defeat the BJP and to prevent Uttar Pradesh from falling even more into this quagmire of extremely terrible law and order, economic situation worsening, unemployment increasing, prices rising, people going through all sorts of suffering, and the complete collapse of democracy and its institutions. Ma'am, you make a, you raise a very important point, but I just wanted to ask you, and I'm glad you brought up Hathras, because all of these agitations, if I look at it from an outsider, I just see your image, ma'am. I wanted to ask you, is there a little bit of a paucity of faces in the Congress, especially now with Jitin Prasad, Lalitesh, Tripathi, all of them leaving? Look, it's not a question of faces. It's a question of what you have on the ground. There are people who have left the party who have probably switched sides because perhaps they felt that they couldn't win an election. I don't know what the reason was. But our party has to slowly build from the ground in Uttar Pradesh. If those who don't have the heart for this fight, who don't have the courage to deal with the uh, kind of uh, sort of things visited upon them by the government when they do actually fight, which is legal cases, all sorts of harassment, you know, detentions, etc., then they, actually they should leave. Because those who stay have to be those who can fight, who can withstand these kind of pressures. So I'm not worried about those who, have, who are leaving or those who have left, to be very honest. I am more concerned that what we are building on the ground in every district, in every block, brings up and throws up new leaders, young leaders, even uh, not so young leaders, but leaders who are actually connected to the ground, who actually win their elections, who actually speak up for people and speak up for the issues. So, ma'am, building up for the ground, are you? do we expect Congress to uh, dent Yogi's chances in 2022? Or are you more realistic and know that it's a long fight? See, either way for the Congress, it's a long fight. The Congress has not been in power for 32 years. Whether we dent or we don't dent, whether we make a huge impact or a lesser impact, ours in Uttar Pradesh is a long haul. We have to build from the ground. And that is what we, are, we have done in the last few years. We have initiated that process. That process will yield something in this election. It will yield something in 24. It will yield something else another five years later. Ma'am, so it, yeah. it, it's an exponential process, according to me. Some people would say, is Priyanka Gandhi Vadra the CM face for the Congress in Uttar Pradesh? Well, I think that at this point, considering the circumstances in which we are speaking to each other, it's a bit frivolous to be talking about these things and also to be talking about them lightly. So I think at another time when you do come during the election campaign and all, you'll have the answer to that question. That's very important. Ma'am, just last one. Ma'am, the farmers issue. Many people are divided in saying, is it only going to be a factor in Western UP or is it going to be a factor across Uttar Pradesh? What do you think, ma'am? This is a factor in the whole of India. It's not just a factor in Uttar Pradesh, in Punjab, etc. Because it's not just a factor of those very farmers that are affected. It is affected by these laws. It is also a factor of watching where the whole country is watching what the government's attitude is to those who are asking for justice or who are 
were saying continuously that the laws you are making are laws that are going to break us and these are people who built the country right these are the people whose sons are standing on your border defending your country these are the people on whom your country has depended for its whole entire agricultural production so everybody in some form or other in the country is watching this and is seeing that here is a huge number of people who are deeply affected by some laws that the government is going to bring and the government is absolutely refusing to even hear them out so i think there is of course a very specific impact of those farmers that are directly affected but there is also a larger impact where the whole country watches how in a democracy the voices of those who are suffering are completely squashed ma'am i understand thank you so much Well that was a conversation and that brings us to the end of this episode of On the Record. If you would like to share your views on it, do tweet me at Sunitra C or at HD Smartcast send in your feedback and I'll be back with another episode so join us then goodbye. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.